yes so it it definitely was <laughs> to me that was harder than tech if i can be real with you so much material to study with the government which is funny just like tech things were constantly changing so i would constantly have to review okay new things that's going on we had consistent new software so i had to learn more about the software and different loan programs so it, it was a lot believe it or not so I am so excited to have Shalia with us. Hi, Shalia. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Better than I can than I deserve. <laughs> I can't I can't lie there. I'm just excited to have you with us on this episode of Tech Niche Tips. And to my audience, good morning, good afternoon, good evening to wherever you are watching this. This is another great edition of this show. And I'm so excited because we have someone that was able to not only transfer from the film industry but she was able to transfer into a SE role, a sales engineering role, which we both know is not an entry-level position. That takes some hard work to get there. It takes some networking to get there. And so mm -hmm. we would love to dive into your story. But before we do that, I just want to remind the audience that if you are watching this on YouTube, don't forget that there is actually a podcast version of this. So if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you're on Amazon or even on Google or more, go ahead and look up Tech Niche Tips so that way you can listen to these episodes instead of just watching these episodes, right? Listen to them while you're on the go, washing dishes, walking the dog. You can do it at the palm of your hand now. So with that being said, I'm going to come back to this interview that we have right now, this conversation that we have with Shalia. And one thing I want to say, use the comment section as your notepad. <laughs> go ahead, go below and use the comment section as your notebook, your notepad, that way you can always remember and be able to get everything that you want to get down right there in your palm of your hand again. So with that being said, you know how we do this mm -hmm. from the boots to the brain. Boots are symbolic of the journey that Salia has taken to get here. And the brain is symbolic of the mindset one needs to have and not only to land a job like Shalia did, but also to scale from there. So without further ado, I'm going to pass it to Shalia. You can talk about your life, your upbringing, where you're from, and we'll just take it from there. Well, hi, everyone. First, really quick, I, I do apologize for my lighting. I'm in a different location. So that's important to me to say, because as a filmmaker, you know, that stuff is important. But yeah, um, so just a little bit about myself. Like I said, I, again, I am a, a filmmaker, started with writing, went to college for it. So that's what I did initially, what I still do. Um, but literally 2020, the year I graduated, as we all know, that's when the pandemic happened. So obviously all productions got shut down and that did include some other opportunities that I had. So um, for a minute, it was just kind of, okay, what am I going to do now? The, the last project I did um, work on was um, They Cloned Tyrone. So quick side note, you all make sure you go watch that. That's out right now um, with Jamie Foxx, Tiana Parrish, John Boyega, a wonderful movie. So that was the last one. And then... Um, Shortly after, they started adding more stipulations about what to do because it was just really hard. We were trying to see how to navigate. So with that, um, I was just kind of looking for my next thing. So I worked for the government briefly, the Small Business Administration. I was a solutions consultant there, actually, and I was basically helping um, small business owners, some mid-market business owners as well, basically find programs that best fit their needs for the business since in COVID, everything was shut down. So I helped a lot of them get funding and with doing the solutions consulting. And as you know, the sales and quota, um, I just got introduced to tech sales by someone that I was following. So I got into tech, 
I loved it. I got it again as an SDR and I was able to scale to be solution consultant. So yeah, and here I am today. So that's just a little bit about me and my journey. Wow. So we could dive into that for sure, because I heard something about that transition from being an SDR to an SC. Mm -hmm. I know that perked a couple of people's ears when they listened to that and they heard that. But we're going to backtrack a little bit mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about, you know, just the fact that you you went to school for this. This is something that you're interested in immensely film. Like, how did you get like what was your passion born for that? Yes. So I've literally, believe it or not, I, the first screenplay I wrote is when I was 10 or 11, and it was a sequel to the movie Brown Sugar. <laughs> I'm not sure if you're familiar, but I love that film. So it's it's a natural gift. It, it really is. It really comes naturally to me. So again, I was doing it a while. I published my first one. Um, you can say a novel, but it was really the screenplay when I was 15. So I'd, I'd really been working hard doing it. Then obviously going into college just to learn more about my craft and doing different internships there and again you know when I'm graduated I'm so excited because I just know okay now I can really do this full time and then the unthinkable happened that no one experienced it was literally in the middle of the pandemic so it was just it was a weird pivot so after that um unfortunately a lot of opportunities they 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 couldn't do them anymore because of the new stipulation so it was heartbreaking, but I was trying to find my pivot. But the beauty about that is uh, one of my best friends, Tyler, he pushed me to start the production company, Leah Page Production, sooner. Because we can set, producers, they could set the rules on their own productions. So that's the beauty in it all. I didn't think I would start it as soon as I did. But we did that. Um, and I've been doing like commercials and shorts and music videos from it. So it's actually been really great. And yeah, so that's kind of that background, you can say. I hear that. I think that one of the things that people may not know about is how long it takes sometimes for these productions, these movies to be done. And and when you're in a pandemic, there's so many things going on. And I, I'm, I'm a novice mm -hmm. myself. I can't say like I, I've, I've been there, done that at all. I'm, lear I'm learning and talking to you and uh, doing some research that during the pandemic, it really was a standstill for a lot of people within the entertainment industry. And thus they had a pivot, like you said. Now, how did you how did you get into that government position where you're able to be a solutions consultant going from filming to being a solutions consultant? That's kind of quite a big jump. Yes. So my mother, she actually worked with them and she'd been working with them since like 2004. So every time a disaster hits, here's SBA. So it was about a good year. I was just like, OK, what literally when I say lost, <laughs> I had no idea because I just graduated from college and, you know, I got my degree in film and I, I you know it's like there's no film available so she told me about the opportunity and they hired me pretty quickly so that's that's kind of how that happened I applied for it um just from my skill set they really I didn't have to do like a long process they really believed in what I was doing and they made the right choice because I, I was a very valuable asset to their business but you know it was long hours and it, and it was kind of mentally draining because I love to help them, but you know, people are so scared they're going to lose their businesses and stuff. So it was like, you know, it's very draining. You can take that on. So I was like, okay, I need to do something else. And then once I learned about tech and tech sales, it was perfect. So how, how, how much of a learning curve was it to go into that position being a solutions consultant? I would say not to me, not that bad at all. I had watched a lot of in well, first, do you mean with um, SBA or with um, in tech? Personally. Well, first was SBA, and then we'll we'll talk about mm -hmm. tech later. But first, with SBA, like how was that? How much of a learning curve was that? 
Yes. So it, it definitely was. <laughs> to me, that was harder than tech, if I can be real with you. So it, it was a bit much. It was so much material to study. And with the government, which is funny, just like tech, things were constantly changing. So I would constantly have to review, okay, new things that's going on. We had consistent new software. So I had to learn more about the software and different loan programs. So it, it was a lot, believe it or not. So it I would say it was not that it was technically hard. You just have to study and be on it. And if you don't know a question, don't be afraid to ask your manager, whoever. So not necessarily hard, but it was just a lot of information that I had to learn um, pretty quickly too, because it was a big need for us. Yeah. Sarah, thank you so much for watching this video. This video is actually sponsored by Course Careers. So whether you're interested in breaking in as a tech sales representative, if you're interested in actually doing IT or digital marketing, not only do they have free introductory courses for you right now, go to the description and check that out, but they also have $50 off that you could get. From, through me, Joseph50. That's right, $50 off through Joseph50. So if you're interested in getting into that course, any which one, whether it's, again, tech sales, IT, or digital marketing, look no further. Go down to the description below, click on the link, and sign up right now. What are you waiting for? Yeah, and being a, being a solutions consultant, you have to do discovery. You have to get an understanding of what are the needs of your client. And so I want to ask you, what are three, if you can, what are, like, three transferable skills that you were able to kind of find from the film industry, the skills that you developed there that actually served you well when you transitioned to the role of solutions consultant as an SBA level and an, on a tech level? That is a, that's a big question. Well, not a big, I mean, a good question. Sorry. <laughs> so transferable skills from film to tech um, or solution consulting. Number one, a good one. I would definitely say, don't be afraid to ask questions. That's an important one that I learned to, um, don't get so comfortable that you're not able to pivot, I'll say, because literally just like on set, things are constantly changing. The director may have a new idea or the cinematographer and it can change stuff in the script, but just be just be open to that change. You know, don't stay stuck. And definitely if you're in tech or SBA, stuff is literally changing all the time. So definitely have to study that. In another one, I would definitely say problem solving. Um, when I tell you, um, whether it's literally on set, like like a production I did, I, I kid you not, I'm not exaggerating. I don't know if you've heard the saying, anything that could go wrong, that is literally what happened. It was so much. I said, you know, if we had a reality show, people would think this was fake. But literally, <laughs> everything went wrong on a lot of those productions, which is crazy. But, you know, when stuff goes wrong, you kind of learn, again, you learn how to pivot, you learn how to be a problem solver, like, okay we can do this. And you just, you know, really think of it. You tailor the solutions to the problems, just make it like that. So I would say those are the three things. So um, not being afraid to pivot, problem solving, and not being afraid to ask questions. I'm, I'm listening to you and I'm so intrigued by the film industry and how you were able to kind of even get into that space because you're, you're, you're basically in two worlds as of now, right? You're in one world where you're basically you're 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 in tech and then this other world where you're basically working on shows that we, we're seeing right now on netflix and all these different places how do you how do you before yeah. we get to the tech area like how do you balance those two worlds so definitely um well i will say right now there's i don't know if you're familiar strike going on and it, it's been budding for a minute so that is a blessing in it production has slowed down and i haven't 
I would say for the bigger companies like Netflix or even Fox, I did Family Feud too. That was actually the nice. last one before after they tie around. Nice. But um, yeah, so the bigger productions, I I did put those on hold again because that's when they were really getting with the stipulations, and I was kind of like, okay, let me wait to see how they're going to figure everything out because it was it was a lot. And then, um, like what I'll do now, I, I basically do more so freelance. I, I may do a commercial or a set if they're more so on the weekends or if there's like a time that I have off if I don't have any demo or something like that, then I'm able to take it. So I kind of work my way around it. So that's what I have now. And yeah, depending on how the, I would say how the negotiations go with the strike and everything, that'll that'll kind of determine my trajectory. But right now it's balancing it with more, tech and then the freelance stuff that I may be able to do on the weekends, like a commercial or a video, something like that. Girl, you are hardworking. That's like six days, seven days a week straight. You're right. <laughs> no, no breaks. <laughs> I, I can tell it's, it's not one of those things that drain you. It's one of those things that actually fill you up doing. I could tell that just by your energy on this conversation alone. Uh, and so speaking about yes. transitioning and speaking about pivoting, you did talk about something that I really kind of, you know, now we want to transition to that phase of okay, you saw that you have potential in this field in the government level. I'm going to transition to tech. You saw some videos that helped you uh, help you make that decision. Can we unpack that a little bit? Can you talk a little bit about what was that catalyst to move you over to tech? Absolutely. So I would say now, as much as I did love helping the people, again, beyond it being mentally draining, there are obviously some people who, who you're, you're helping them. And then some of them could be very, you know, agitated because they're living in fear, which is understandable. But, you know, that was getting to a point where I was kind of feeling devalued. And I feel like, well, I'm really I'm working my behind off to help you all. And I understand you're frustrated, but, you know, it, it's a different level. You really have to be, um, I would say, emotionally strong for that. And, I, and it's like I understood them. So I tried not to get upset. But at the same time, you know, you're not going to disrespect me. <laughs> so, you know, you feel how you feel. And then also it was extremely long hours, sometimes 10 to 12, especially at the height when we first opened the programs. So it was very long and, and, you know, we would work some weekends and then that actually started to get in the way of some filming stuff that I had planned. Cause sometimes it'll be like, okay, you know, more people are trying to get help. They're trying to, you know, book more meetings to speak with us stuff. So, okay, well, we, we need you guys to work this weekend and it's government. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a different level. You never want to be a wall or anything, right? <laughs> So it was it was a bit much like, OK, I have to be here, even though I really want to do these these projects that I love. So when it started being like that, I was like, OK, I know something needs to shift. And Cyrus, which I'm I'm sure you're probably familiar of. I had known of him since I was in college because he was actually a poet in the Christian community. So I'd always kind of see him, you know, from afar at events. Some of the, I was a part of an organization and he was close to some of the girls in there. So I would, I would see him from afar basically. And he started, I remember on Instagram, I was following him and he transitioned from speaking about poetry to relationship counseling because he became a certified counselor. And then he went from that to tech. And I remember seeing, and I thought it was, it was a very interesting pivot because all of the content kind of came to that. So I was like, He's really out here doing it. And one thing I didn't know about him, I trusted his words and his discernment because, you know, there's some it's, it's hard to trust some people over the Internet because you don't know if their motives is to just make money, especially if they have a promo code. You're always iffy like, OK, but since I did know him from the church, I knew he was a person of integrity. So I was like, OK, 
let it piqued my interest. Then he started speaking about just number one, how it was not hard. I, I didn't go to school for tech, obviously. And I thought I, I had to know how to code or do something in computer science. So it wasn't anything I thought I'd ever do. But once he explained it in sales engineering, like, okay, he's doing, he's a, um, you know, a, an expert on the technology. He was explaining his day, how the, the people in the tech community, they're very like, it's a very different environment in, in culture than a lot of different companies. It's more laid back. Now, obviously the goal is to make profit. Don't get it twisted. But so everybody wants that, but it's still like very, you know, laid back and everyone's welcoming and inviting and it's a great work-life balance. So once he started doing that, um, it, it did take a moment for me to get to it. And I say it all the time, dang, I wish I would have done it sooner. <laughs> but eventually I just decided to um, take the course. I did course careers. I, I did initially want to do careers, but I knew that he said SDR, BDR, that was like the quickest way to get in. So my goal was, okay, I'm going to, you know, take this, get in. And then I'm, I let everybody know my intentions. They're like, I really want to be a sales engineer solution consultant. So I put that in everyone's head, all the account executives and me letting them know that is what allowed me to actually start doing that. So, yeah, let I know that was a lot. Very, but. No, that's good. I'm, I'm listening. Let me ask you a very important question, though. Did you tell them that you wanted to be an SE? after you got the job or during the interview process oh during the interviews i, I put it out there i said oh. you know i definitely like the goal is to make money but i said you know um i'm definitely looking to become a sales engineer solutions consultant so yeah i, I was bold <laughs> with that yeah i mean that's bold some organizations say hey if this is the we want people that are in the sales track if they're not in the sales track we want to hire them and but you decide to take that angle of listen i'm gonna let you all know this is where I stand. This is what I'm, this is what I'm about. I have some experience to back it up. <laughs> I, this is what I want to do. And they're like, oh, cool. Yeah. So, 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 so let's backtrack. Cause you said course careers. How did you find the course to be? Did mm -hmm. you find it to be challenging? What were the pros cons? Like, what did you feel about the course altogether? Overall, it was amazing. Troy did such an amazing job at literally explaining just about everything you would need to know. I would say the only different thing is knowing your company's tech and that's it. But everything else is exactly what you're getting into. Even from resume interview help, like he did an awesome job. It's not challenging. I would just tell everybody to make sure you're paying attention. And I would also tell people like, don't procrastinate. When I, I signed up to take the course, I believe in July, and because of my procrastination, all on me, it took me three months. And then after I completed the course, about a month after I landed my first position. But, but you know, definitely if I could go back and tell myself anything or telling people now, like, just don't procrastinate. Sometimes when you're making a transition and you're not in it, it's easy to kind of lay off, especially if you're tired from work, I understand. But, you know, it, it's money out here to be made in tech. So don't, you know, elongate yourself missing out on the opportunity because you don't want to be consistent and just start now. So I would definitely um, encourage everyone to do that. I think that's great. I think that's a really good point is that you can, if you're not careful, you could basically out of fear, out of apprehension, out of anxiety, basically stop yourself from doing something that could honestly change your life in a positive way if, you, if you're not careful. Absolutely. But that's, that's a, I'm, I'm glad right. you said that. I'm glad you said that. And so, you know, right now, you as you, as you talk about that story, you went from course careers, you you applied to the job for S, as an SDR, 
You let everybody know, hey, I'm only here for a moment, uh, for a temporary moment in time. I'm gonna be SC. And so <laughs> you did. You said you did, which again, I think that's very bold. But and you said that you went from an SDR to a sales engineering position in your company. Is that correct? It was. I would say more hybrid. I still had to do my position, but during that, when I was with my account executives, I was giving technical information. So. Wow. That that is special. That that is unique. I never heard of that before. You were serving a hybrid role. Oh, man, I wish it had hybrid pay. Uh, but uh, you were serving a hybrid right. role. You know, like uh, yeah. Go ahead. And I was saying again, like I, I recommend people. Um, if you, because I will say this, I think everyone knows that SDR BDR is entry. Like, unless you really want to, there were some people at my company who were just comfortable doing that because our our commission was really great for the company. Amazing. One of the best that I knew. So, um, yeah, they were just, you know, fine with doing that. But for me, I came in wanting to be solutions consultant. And I, I think if that is something you want to do, you definitely want to make, okay, I, I, I really want to be an SDR because I want to, you want to make money. My goal is to exceed quota all the time. So you definitely say that, but I think a good pro that you say you want to do this, they can tell, okay, this person may want to stay with the company. So I would say like, yeah, I'm here right now, but I definitely want to grow into this position. I want to, you know, shadow these people or I want to learn more about the technology. So when I'm on the phone, I can, you know, give more detail if I'm talking to somebody in the IT department or something, if I'm, you know, cold calling them. So I would say, don't be afraid of that. Um, yeah, make it look like, yeah, you want to grow with the company in this role. And I feel like that can let them know that, hey, you're trying to stay for the long haul as well. That's actually a good yeah. point. It's almost like you're doing extra credit homework. Right. Because <laughs> like I was learning the, the technology seriously. That's how bad I wanted it. I was, after I was looking at I would I would go on Gong. We, we have Gong and I would watch the demos and see how some of the other SCs were doing. And, and then, okay, I was like, okay, I'm learning this. I'm learning this. So, yeah. Your sound now, is that, like... Now, wow, that was an incredible opportunity. Uh, the fact that you were able to do both of those different things, which is being an SDR and SE, I've never, ever heard of that. I have a question because I, I'm not too familiar. Is is your company a startup or is your company like a mid-tier company? Like, what would you classify your company as? Mid. So they're headquartered in London. And when I joined on, they were, they were trying to expand their U.S. team. So they were looking to really build that up. So uh, funny enough, I didn't apply for this, I was actually on LinkedIn and this guy, I forgot his name. I think maybe Sean Nelson, if some of you guys want to look him up, but he does like a post a lot, like, okay, these are the list of companies hiring stars. And I saw the the head of the business development, I saw her information and I just, I reached out because at the time I'm like, okay, I don't know if this is an application or what, but I just reached directly on DM like, hey, I'd love to, I looked up the company, saw what they were about. I love the technology that they were selling. And I just said, Hey, I'd love to, um, you know, speak with you about it. I'm really interested in joining as an SDR. So that's, Oh, I see. So you, you decided to just be like, let me go. Like, I, I, I got a sense of your personality now. <laughs> you're, you're a go-getter. You're like, boom, let me, let me find my, my target and let me go after it. Absolutely. I think everyone yeah. should do it. Um, even, um, every company I interviewed with, um, quick side note, your company, Freesia, that was one of the first interviews I got, and I made it all the way to the third round and didn't get it. So it's, it's funny. <laughs> but yeah, they were awesome. But I, I would say everybody, um, I reached out to 
every other company, the sales recruiter, sales manager, VP of sales. If there was a CRO, I reach out to them too. Just try to make myself known. Maybe some account executives like, hey, I'm looking to join the team. Love to connect. So I just, you know, I just thought that would be cool. Like having everyone in sales know like, hey, I, I would love to join and maybe if they would be part of the interview process. So I think that's a great tip because I don't, I don't know if a lot of people do that, but definitely go for the hiring manager, show your face, let them know how much you want it. Especially if you're in sales, like let them know like, Hey, you know, I know the people to reach out to, I do research. So I think that's a cool tip to give everybody. Yeah, that's a great tip. I think, I think there's so many people you can reach out to one, one interview I had uh, with Alonzo, shout out to Alonzo. He was talking about reaching out to the diversity and inclusion person as well they have a quota too so <laughs> so there's so many people we could reach out to when you're trying to get into these roles now i'm going to be honest and i'm going to like take a step back and say hey i've been an sdr for almost a year now uh, i've been in sales a little bit longer than that and i could tell you that it is not necessarily always easy it's a grind so i want to ask you yeah. to tell the audience like what are the challenges that you face especially in a hybrid position that you are in in regards to being an SDR and, and being an SE? Yeah, so I'll do it separately. So for SDR, it's, um, I mean, I've always said, I, I definitely think SDR out of all the sales position, in my opinion, I think that's the hardest. So we're like the uh, the glue to everything, to, to the whole company when you think about it. Because if the company's not making money, there's no company. And we're, we're, we're the first people to help them make money. So definitely look at your position like you are so valuable to the company and they should be our company praised us a lot, which was good because we needed it. But like I'm telling you, y'all are really we're, we're the, the the foundation of the company. There's no company without SDRs. With that being said, with it in my again, my opinion, being the hardest job, um, you know, sometimes a lot of prospects, they get sold to all the time, all throughout the day. So you have to kind of think of. I would say creative ways to get their attentions. You don't know if they're going to pick up all the time or if they do pick up, you don't know the mood they're going to be in. So I would say those are the challenges. Um, the, the best tip I can give you is practice and just having a mindset like, okay, this is a, a much needed product. So what I did, every company I interviewed with, I just tried to make sure that I knew that their product actually solved a need that I believed in that would actually be a benefit to people, you know? So if you really believe in that, I think that's a good thing because you definitely want to be selling a solution to them, not just, um, you know, something nice to have, but no, this is how this is going to help your business. And that's why you have to do research on the company. I did a lot of research on them. And speaking of that, um, these prospects are human. So don't be afraid to send funny messages, be funny with it. I would do stuff like our company, they allowed us to give out gift cards. So if they didn't respond to that, I say, I would look up where they were located on LinkedIn and say, hey, this restaurant in um, so-and-so city looks nice. So, you know, and, and a lot of them will respond because it's like, oh, she's funny. She does research. So I would say those might be the toughest things, figuring out a great way to get their attention. And also internally realize that, if they do hang up on you or don't respond, they're not rejecting you. It's either they're rejecting the product or they're just tired. They don't want to get sold to. So don't take it personal. And a lot of times that can be hard. When I got hung up on or yelled at the first couple of times, I was upset. I would write them an email like, it's so rude to hang up in people's face. <laughs> I, I don't recommend doing that. But I was like, I'm going to let them know. Like I said, oh, if I, if I call you today, are you going to hang up again? So so don't be like that. I, I learned you, you definitely don't want to do it. But um. 
Yeah, just have a mindset. I think the best thing, they're not rejecting you. And it's a numbers game. So the more you call, the, the better the output overall. Hey, family, it's Joseph here again. Now, you have heard me talk about how tech sales has changed my life. I actually want to introduce you to another career that if you decide to go into it, truly is recession proof. And that is cybersecurity. Level Careers is a platform similar to Course Careers that's self-paced and allows you to obtain knowledge and ed education in cybersecurity. And get this, without prior experience or a degree. That's right. And so you definitely want to get into that. And if you are interested in learning more about cybersecurity, go ahead and click the link below. It's in my description. And use my promo code JOSEPH10. That's right. Use my promo code JOSEPH10 in order to save 10% off of the purchase price of that course. So without further ado, I'm not going to delay you. Go click on the link. Check out the free introductory courses and change your life today. Yeah, it's a numbers game for sure. There's strategy involved. It's a lot. It's a lot more uh, work than than, but you get rewarded. That's the thing. It's not just it's a lot more work, and that's it. You get rewarded for your work, and that's one thing I like about sales and and also sales in the tech industry. And so, with that being said, you um, I think you mentioned that you're going to talk a little bit about your SC challenges as well. Did do you remember or yeah. do you can you think of some challenges that you have being a solutions consultant? Being a solutions consultant, um. Personally, I don't think it's, uh, again, I really don't think it's challenging, I'll say at all. It's really kind of like what I said about course careers or SBA. You need to stay up to date on the tech. It can change at any moment. Um, it's good to be in collaboration also with your product managers and some of the engineers. I had close relationships with them where I would just make sure that, okay, has there been any recent changes that I should know about or something's updated? Now, if you get a demo at the last minute, Sometimes that's the only challenging thing because, yeah, they have the account executive and you're doing the technical portion, but every demo I do, it's completely tailored. So tailored to the industry, tailored to who am I speaking with? If I'm speaking with um, somebody from just, say, the management side or like product management, that's going to be a different, well, I don't want to say product management, but just, just more so logistics, that's going to be a different conversation than if I'm talking to someone on the tech side. So that's going to be kind of two different demos depending on their role and what what you know they want to hear more of. And if there's any questions beforehand that maybe the SDR got that they need to know about. So um, I would say those are really the only things. It's not challenging. I love it because I still get to bring some of my my filmmaking creative side <laughs> to it. So I actually think it's pretty cool. But um, yeah, it's just really just being on top of your game. And if you don't know the answer to a question, don't be afraid to say you don't know. I just tell them like, hey, I don't know, but I'll ask an engineer and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. I think that's really good. And, and being a writer, being a writer, that creative side that you have comes out even more because your storytelling is coming out and you're basically convincing or persuading this person that's listening is like, hey, this is a, I'm telling you this great story about why this product can yeah. really work for you. And I'm going to even show it to you in your environment. This is your logo here. This is how it can work for your customers. So I think that's pretty cool when you could see the transferable skills from the film industry to the tech industry. Uh, and so with that being said, I want to just kind of thank you again for spending time talking to me. But before we go, I want you to give, give you an opportunity. If there's one nugget that you could leave with the audience here, what, what would you leave for the audience here to just kind of stay with and hold on to so that they can be able to not only land a job like you did, but also scale from there. This may sound super cliche, but it it truly is. Any and everything is possible. Like 
what you said there there's this quote i think i read in the book one time they can grow rich like, somebody said what do you need in order for your dreams to come true and the answer was the will to do it and that is absolutely true as you see i transitioned from film to government to tech SDR sales engineer, those are a lot of pivots, in, but it was because I wanted to do it. It was a wheel there. And you have to have a mindset, I think, especially in this climate. I know we've been hearing about a lot of layoffs. Have an abundance mindset. There's so there's tech companies popping up every single day, and they're they're all gonna need sales engineers. So don't don't be afraid of that. Like don't, you know, don't stay on LinkedIn too long where you feel like people are complaining, like they're not getting interviews. Say, I'm going to get an interview. I don't know about these other people in a nice way, but it's going to happen for me. And that's the mindset that I have. I still have it right now <laughs> with everything. So just definitely um, have the have a positive mindset, have an abundance mindset, and know that any and everything is possible. And your belief can take you so far. Don't, don't underestimate your power in particular. Have an abundance mindset. Have a, I have the Garden of Eden mindset. There's like fruits and all these different things around for you to partake of and eat. So don't think that there's scarcity yes. in the land. Absolutely. And don't again, don't be like that. Don't focus on the the one thing that, that maybe isn't working or since one company got laid off, think you're gonna be laid off. No, it's even if you do, you have so many options. So yeah, don't be afraid of that. I oh I before I for, I forgot almost, but let's go back to this. Before we go, you talked about a little bit about your production company, right? I want to kind of dive mm -hmm. in a little bit deeper because I, I think a lot of people might be interested in finding out what you really do on the side with that. Can you kind of talk a little bit more in depth about what it is that you do, the role, the responsibilities, and just how like people could kind of find out more about what you do? Yes, absolutely. So I'm one of the co-founders of Leah Page Productions. The other co-founder is Tyler King. So we do film production. So um like I said before, just in a, in a nutshell, we do currently right now a lot of commercials. There's been music videos, but also more so on the back end where we've done casting for a lot of people and location scouting for different companies. So really a full on thing. You can go to our website. Um, I'm, you'll probably link it in the, the description box, but it's leahpageproductions.com. If you have anything that you're looking to get shot or you need something casted, we can definitely help with that. And um, beyond that, um, I don't know when this would be posted, but again, the last um, film that I worked on, They Clone Tyrone, it just came out. So make sure you all see that it's a good film. I even make a few cameos in there. <laughs> so that that was cool along with helping out. But um, yeah, that, that's about it. Ooh, so we know we know a celebrity, y'all. We know a celebrity. <laughs> we, we we just say we just knew her now, you know. Uh, but that's pretty cool. And and also this is a, this is my brain. My brain is working like this now that you said that you're in tech, you're doing other things as well with film. You can combine those two worlds and do commercials for these film companies and market their material and all sorts of stuff. And you know, add that to your to your wheelhouse because you're already in this ready in the space. And they need marketing, <laughs> so like, oh, I'll, shoot, I'll shoot something for you yeah. guys. That will, you know, won't be a problem. It'll just be, just gotta pay me ten grand. All right, whatever the price, right price tag. Today's <laughs> price tag. Yesterday's price may not be today's price, so don't, don't quote me on that. Uh, period. Right. Period. With the <laughs> with the neck and everything. Uh, but yeah, check her out. I'm gonna link everything below for uh, Shalia there and her team, Tyler. And we want to make sure that we support what you're doing whether it is in possibly seeking services. If you are in content creation, maybe you want to hit her up 
she can give you some pointers, do a consult consultation with you. If you are a company looking for marketing material and new things to be recorded, she can help you out as well. So definitely reach out to her and let's see what is happening right now. With that being said, family, thank you so, again, Shalia, so much for coming out and and just being able to speak with me. I know you're I know you're traveling right now, so the fact that you took time with your busy schedule is something that I appreciate. So I just wanted to say thank you again and to the family. Until next time, I hope to see you on the other side. Take care. <laughs>